What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another show. We're live streaming. Thank you for spending your Monday evening with us. What's up, Tyler? What's up, man? How are you, buddy? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. Um, everybody realizes uh, I, it's clear now that, uh, you know, it's just uh, S&T. That's uh, it. Vince uh, was going to be on today's show. But he had to take care of family and family first. So, yeah. uh, and we wish him well. We wish we, him well. Uh, we wish everything works out. So, yeah, absolutely. And that smooth, velvety voice you're hearing is Tim. What's up, Tim? He Hi. runs our, he runs our tech stuff. So, I'm gonna be the new Barry White. Just watch there out. My album's coming out. Perfect. Perfect. His new album, Barry <laughs> White. Yeah. Barry White. White. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Watch out, it's coming. It's coming. Jeez. (laughs) Um, That's going to be a tough landing to stick. There's no easy way to transition. We got to talk about some football (laughs) news. Um, Ripping the Band-Aid off. Rest in peace, Jim Brown. uh, Hall of Fame. Running back, actor, activist. I know you wanted to say something, uh, Tyler, so it's yours. Yeah, no, I just, uh, you know. Obviously, I was not uh, old enough to get to watch Jim Brown play, but um, obviously, I've seen highlights and things of that nature. But fun fact about the legend of Jim Brown: Jim Brown, as you all may know, that I am an Eagles fan, was an absolute nightmare for the Eagles during his career. In fact, his most career yards against any team he was facing was the Eagles. In 18 games, he had 2,000. 193 rushing yards, 18 touchdowns, 470 reception yards, and four reception touchdowns. He absolutely obliterated the Eagles every time. So, unlike a bull seeing red, when Jim Brown saw green, he murdered us. <laughs> uh, Bay Area news, dude. Uh, Levi Stadium's going to host the Super Bowl in 2026. Nice. So, uh, Good old Santa Clara getting into the rotation, so that'd be good for the Bay Area. Is that also the World Cup time? Uh, I, would, I think it is. Uh, I think it's during the off season, though, right? It's not going to yeah, yeah. coincide with. Uh, It'd the be Super summertime Bowl. for us, yeah. Yeah, or for, for the World Cup, I should say. Right. Um, was this Green Bay to host the 2025 NFL Draft? We'll have more vi- visitors than the city's population. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Um, well, where did they have it at this year? That thing was crazy. For the Super Bowl? No, no, no. The um the draft. Oh, the draft. They had it in they had it in Kansas City. That was ridiculously crazy. <laughs> All that the was fireworks crazy. and everything. Just how many people were out there to see people get, you know, into the NFL draft was was insane. <laughs> um I I mean, look at the NFL. I mean, just flexing their draft is like other sports is super bowl or championship yeah i am i'm almost positive the draft pulled in more viewers than regular hockey games and definitely more than soccer games man that was that was a crazy night so green bay man that's gonna be that's gonna be huge uh thursday night football flexing has been approved 24 to 8 so the nfl um and who does the thursday night football is that amazon it's yeah they send that fat contract Right, so Amazon is going to be able to flex out um, 
flex out some games uh, and get possibly get better games, right? So if, if a team sucks, they'll be able to flex something out and in. Is it the same as like Sunday night football? Yeah, which I think is pretty crazy when you think about it. I mean, you know, let's just say that you flex out a New York game and you're like, all right, we're going to do it in Texas. And you got to do all that in less than 24 hours. That's insane. Yeah. So now it's uh, requires 28 days noted notice valid for th- for weeks 13 and 17 only. No team will be flexed more than once and teams will be capped at two total Thursday night football games per season. No more than the total two games will be flexed this year. Deal is for 2023 only unless no games are flexed. In that case, the deal would extend to 2024. So this is like a super tester yeah. uh, to see if this is going to work out. If it does work out, you'll probably see it go on. Um, How do you feel about that? I mean, two two total Thursday night football games, and you probably get, especially with the Raiders, you're probably getting two or three Monday night football games, especially I'm with not the Chiefs. A- I'm not really a fan of Thursday night football regardless. Um, I just think no matter what you do to flex teams in and out, you're always going to get teams that are just beat the hell out. They're either coming yeah. on a, they're, they're, you know, it's a short week, you know, your body, you know, what do they say about the NFL to every tackles a, a car wreck. Pretty much. You know, I mean, the so Eagles then, got lucky last year. Cause we had a, we had a Thursday night football. And then the following week we had a Monday night football. And then the following week was our bye week. Like we got super lucky last year. Um, yeah. I'm, I, I just, in a perfect world, Thursday night football, like would not exist. Like uh, it's yeah, just me too. It would be Sunday and Monday. Um, I know you keep, they don't really do Saturday because when the college season season starts, you know, um, they don't want to interfere with that and what Fridays they don't want to do. Cause that's high school football. All they don't want to yeah, interfere that's, with that. That's kind of how it's always been Fridays, high school, Saturdays, yeah. college, NFL Sunday. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Thursday is just, it's just too short on the body. You know, it's just, it's just, it's not quality football, no matter what teams you're going to flex, you flex into there. I would agree. Uh, NFL. Teams will be allowed to dress a third quarterback on game days without using an active roster spot this season. The NFL announced this on Monday. I'm calling um, that the 49er rule. Call whatever you want. It's the 49er rule. Yeah. I see what you're saying. The new bylaw allows a team to activate a third quarterback during the game if the club's first two quarterbacks on the on its game day active list are not able to participate in the game due to injury or disqualification. So that's the rule. I think that's a good rule, though. You know? I, I mean, hey, look, don't bother me not. We, you we might as well just whatever's expand, in front of me. <laughs> you just might as well expand the rosters and say, you know, expand the roster by one and say you have to carry three quarterbacks. <laughs> sure. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. But, I mean, it's a good rule. You know, it, the 49er rule, the quarterback rule. It's, they it's go the through, rule. They go through That's a lot of quarterbacks. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh let's let's uh reset a little bit. NBA. Man. You've been really juiced about this. You've been wanting to talk about this. Yeah, I mean, okay, so you two teams, Boston, Miami on the east, and you two teams on the west, Denver and the Lakers. Um, I think we all kind of had our reserve thoughts about how the Lakers are going to match up against Denver and that powerhouse 
Um, but I don't think anybody thought an eight seed Miami was going to potentially sweep Boston. Um, I certainly didn't have that. I thought Boston was a better matchup against Miami. Clearly I was wrong and Miami is a better matchup against Boston. So it's crazy. I mean, I was surfing the Celtics Reddit page and taking a look at it. And I kind of was seeing the same thing that I was seeing on TV. It seems like a lot of the Celtics players just checked out. Yeah. I and mean, they're ready for Cancun. I mean, Tatum is doing everything he can, but he's not doing everything he can to win the game. Jalen Brown looks terrible. Uh, Roger looks terrible. Um, Time Lord, you know, Roberts, he looks, you know, tired and gassed. And I think he's, yeah, I think we talked about it, but I think he came off an injury and he has been good to go to play in this series, but I, I think he's playing injured again in this playoff. So great player, great quality player, blocks the shit out of everything, but uh, he just can't stay healthy. So I was not expecting that. I'm super excited. I think we all kind of agree that we are kind of rooting for Miami deep down and um, we're rooting for Denver. So it should be fun. I hope that those two teams get to see each other. I think that'd be a blast. And uh, I would love to see the Jokic and the uh, Bam Adebayo matchup or the Jimmy Butler and, and, uh, and um, Murray, Jamal Murray matchup. I think it'd be fun. I will um, add, I, I do got the, uh, the Laker game is about to start Lakers nuggets. Um, yeah, it don't even look close. The Lakers look terrible. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's going to be the first time, though, that Denver gets over the hump. Um, I can't say it's the most interesting championship if it's Denver versus Miami. Um, I, I don't, I guess I wouldn't really care who would win. I like Spostra, you know, as a coach. Um, I like, I like Mike, some of the, Mike Malone. Yeah. You know, so I, it's I, I really don't care who wins. I'll be happy for either one, I guess. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I know you're really excited. That's a I wouldn't phrase it this way. Um, but you're excited for the Warriors. I, I would put it that um how would I put it? I'm not excited. I I guess I'm interested in what's gonna happen. Um I'm not excited in the sense of uh seeing certain players go. Mm-hmm. Um you know, uh I'm just curious and how is this thing going to get broken up because we always knew it was going to get broken up but is is this it or is there one more year like you know that's kind of where i'm at what i'm still worried about what i'm still questioning and and i think we've said this before the dominoes will start to fall as soon as draymond makes a decision oh hold on i want to i want to catch up on some uh comments in the uh, youtube so uh, Edward Gabriel says, says, actually, it's the Brock Purdy rule. <laughs> My follow-up question to that is, who's the starting quarterback? Uh, Mike, the 49ers rule. Uh, Daniel, what's up, dude? How are you? Welcome back, man. Um, the Lakers, are they going to get it done? Are they going to get sweat? Because <laughs> they don't look very good right now. Yeah. Um... But I do I – do sh- have a lot of respect for the Lakers that they made this team up like on the fly, like at the trading deadline. Um, you know, that cliche lipstick on a pig. I mean, this is the one time it like, you kind of like, Oh, it looked kind of good though. For me. <laughs> <laughs> I think also to the, the last game, there were some pretty controversial calls as there is in every seems to be in every NBA playoff game, but uh, they brought in Scott Foster to do the one thing that Scott Foster does best extend the series. 
and the Lakers still couldn't get it done. So put a fork in them, put, you know, I'm ready to eat that, that clue of pork. I'm ready. They're done. They're done. So <laughs> it's going to be interesting too what the Lakers do. Um, you know, uh, I guess Daniel can fill us in on that too, is uh, how is this team going to get rebuilt to move forward? Cause you know, LeBron as great as he is, he's going to be another year older, you know? Well, Daniel could agree with me. Um, <clears throat> the Lakers need to do everything they can to keep Rui Hachimura. That man has transcended his career, leaving a terrible team of the Washington wizards and uh, looks to be playing inspired ball playing with the Lakers. So if I was a Lakers front office, I'm keeping Rui Hachimura any way possible I can. And you play, you match that up against, you know, with Anthony Davis, who can maybe stay healthy. Damn, Ooh, he wants AD, AD traded. traded. AD trade. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want AD either. Like, that's like the biggest dude who plays not big. <laughs> like, well, okay, so I agree. Reeves, he, he's going to get a fat contract. So people are going to leave on this Lakers team. There's no way you're going to be able to afford everyone. But Rui, I think he's under contract till next year. You don't have to pay him till next year. So um, I would still try to extend Rui everything you can because <laughs> I think he might be an RFA. He might be a restricted free agent. But And he's not with his original team, so you can't sign him to a Supermax. So um, should be interesting to see on the Lakers offseason. As far as the Warriors go, like I said, it Draymond is the domino. Once Draymond makes his move, everything will fall after that. My concern is that if Draymond decides to stay in, what happens with pool? Are we going to get the same pool we got this year? Or are we going to get the pool we had last year who was averaging 20, 23 points in the playoffs? Which which version of pool are you going to get? Yeah. Um, I also think, too, that um, if Clay does want to come back, he's taking a discount. <laughs> I need that uh, friends and family discount, Clay. Um Especially I'm more. I'm us. really interested still, though, with the uh, the Bob Myers stuff. Like, what's going to be, you know, because the the Bob Myers is going to influence the Steve Kerr, and the Steve Kerr is going to influence what's next. Um, you know, is the, is the new GM and a new coach, like Steve has one year left, but if a new GM comes in like tomorrow. Is he, you know, is that person going to want to keep Steve Kerr and keep the team together? Are there, you know, there? I've heard some speculation today. I don't know how truthful it is, but it was um, Bob Myers may not want to stay with the Warriors. A, a lot of it may be because of family and spending time and personal reasons, but I did hear something about having control over the roster to the extent of he may want to get rid of certain players or keep certain players and ownership may say you know it's time to move off of a player that so player being draymond you you you're saying that makes you think too that if a new gm comes in and they want to clean house and do whatever they want to do i don't think that's necessarily going to happen um i think uh lake has his hands in this roster just as much as the gm does so just because a new gm comes in and wants to do way things his way doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to happen and i think it's the yeah, same issue that bob myers is having you know he wants to. I we agree that uh, Wiseman was probably not Bob Myers' pick. It was probably Lakeup's pick, and I'm pretty sure when that went to hell in a handbasket here, um, I don't think they really saw eye to eye after that trade. I mean, it seemed to be the chemistry was down between the, him and the in the front office. Um, we also think that uh, Lakeup's son 
is being groomed to take over Bob Myers' job. Maybe Bob Myers doesn't want to yield that position. So There's a lot of talk, too, that the natural progression should be Mike Dunleavy Jr. I would agree with that. I, yeah. I fully agree with that. Um, I mean, Mike Dunleavy went to, I think it was a like a the version of like a winter's meetings. Um, Bob yeah, Myers he handles he handles a lot of he handles a lot of stuff. Um, and he's just getting more. I I don't want to say more vocal. I think the Warriors are just putting him out front more over the past couple of seasons because we've kind of seen Mike Dun Dunleavy grow yep. more and more as fans. Like you see him more in media and events and stuff like that. Um, it would definitely be a totally different direction because, you know, Bob Myers came up as a player than a scout. You know, he, he was a college player. Well, he was a college player for UCLA, and then he was also a, an NBA agent. So right. That's why he had a lot of relationships with these players right. as well, too. So he has a different eye of, you know, where Mike Dunleavy like played in the league, was a coach's son, you mm -hmm. know. Um, drafted by the Warriors. Yeah, drafted by the Warriors. And he was zero pretty minutes. good. He was all right. <laughs> he did. No, nah, he put a, you know, for, you got to look at the time of the Warriors back then, man. You know, like we're so blessed. Like we're, like the argument of this offseason in comparison to prior off seasons before the championship, like you want this argument any day of the week, this type of talk, like, Oh no, what are we going to do with our hall of fame team <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> in the, in the nineties and two thousands, it was like excited to get to 20 wins. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I think I was asked by uh, you know, a friend of mine, you know, what do you think of the Bob Meyer situation? Like, is he coming back? And I said, uh, all honesty, like before even any news broke out about teams that are interested in getting Bob Byers, I said he's going to go to the East Coast or he's going to step away for a little bit of time. And uh, the report came out, what, last Friday or Thursday that the Washington Wizards have uh, shown the most interest in trying to acquire Bob Myers as their GM. So without knowing any factual stuff, I just felt like he wants to get a change of pace, change of scenery. I think the East Coast probably sounds like a place he's going to go, you know, honestly. Um, don't be shocked if Bob Myers uh, signs up with the uh, Toronto Raptors as the new GM, you know, with I, I bring in he, Steve Nash, you know. I really believe, though, if he doesn't come back to the Warriors this season, he's going to take at least one year off. Yes. Possibly two, because I think – as a general manager and what he's accomplished in the modern NBA, um, the Warriors went from what did they what did the Warriors sell for under a billion? Under and, a billion, and, and now, now they're, they're worth seven billion dollars or some crazy number. Yep, yep. You know, so he's going to be looked at as the general manager that put that billion dollar franchise together. And if you're whatever team. You know, he's apparently the rumor is, is he's already been offered the highest contract ever um, 10 for a GM president, you know, of base uh, basketball. He's going to get that, whether it's with the Warriors or somewhere else, like he's going to sure. be the highest paid general manager there is. Um, so he might wait it out um, for the for what he views in his own words when he has to make a decision. I think. <clears throat> If the Washington Wizards, if does that really excite you if you're Bob Myers? I don't know. No, you but know, maybe going to the Bulls, 
you know, restoring the Bulls, maybe. That's a big boy franchise that has restoring that banner in the NBA. I think that carries a lot more weight than putting, you know, than going to the Wizards. What if he goes to the Knicks? I mean, that would be huge because they would have the money. And it looks I don't know like if I'd they... want to work for James Dolan, though. That's I was going to say that, you know, yeah. Um, but where he would go, I mean, he's going to get paid number one GM money no matter where he goes. That's why I think he's if he doesn't come back to the Warriors, he's taking a year off. Yeah, I agree. Should be fun. Um, I was watching some uh, some videos on the, the Warriors page, and looks like Kaminga's putting in some work to uh, tighten up his handles and work on his uh, his mechanics when he's shooting. So two things that I was saying throughout the season and during our podcast that needs to be improved because one trick ponies spinning into the post and getting picked and not having a good clean jump shot when you look like Draymond with a backpack on. Um, yeah, he needs to improve those two. And it looks like he's doing that. So it would be a mistake if they let, if they trade Kaminga, I'm telling you right now, the kid's 20 years old. Absolute mistake. Yeah. Don't do it. I, I, yeah, I would hate to see him go. Um, I don't know. I don't, you know, I mean, that's kind of, you called it excitement. I called it just, uh, it, you know, I'm curious. My, <laughs> how is this next season going to go this off season? Cause you're going to see parts go. You have to. And don't, don't, uh, I mean, if you're a Warriors fan, don't feel sad by it. Like you and Sam just, I said, know what you're saying. Yeah. It's I an embarrassment of riches we've had over the past few yeah. years. <laughs> you know, if one of your, like, you know, if Clay Thompson gets traded, it's going to suck. But you know, at the end of the day, I'm here to root on the team. I wish Clay the best in whatever endeavors he wants to do. I will still support that guy, but I'm also a Warriors fan. And yeah, I've seen I mean, the dark days. I do not think that under any circumstances for me where if any of these players are traded or somehow, you know, whatever whatever uniform uniform they return to the Warriors, if it's whatever jersey, I'm going to always be thankful for mm-hmm. what those players contributed um, to my fandom. <laughs> like, to, you know, like we forget like kind of like none of this matters this isn't real life this is just stuff for us to have fun yeah <laughs> like, you know. yeah definitely well also you know. too i mean let's i mean we'll mention this as well carmelo anthony finally retires after 19 years 10-time all-star voted to the nba 75th team six-time all nba and a three-time olympic gold medalist so um cool good for him you know i wish uh I think Jokic is wearing his number, so, you know, cool. Congratulations, Carmelo. <laughs> He's a Hall of Famer, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I just mean, three gold medals, longevity, numbers. I mean, he yeah. was an offensive powerhouse even, when he was when he was at his peak. Even when he was in, you know, obviously New York, but even when he was in um, L.A. too. I mean, he was he was given everything he had. I think. The end of it all was when you played in Portland. You're like, yeah, all right. Daniel just said Clay for AD. Nah, bro. (laughs) No way. (laughs) Sorry. You know what you're getting for AD? You're going to get... All right, all right, all right. Hear me out, hear me out. Um, I'll give you Clay if you give us LeBron. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. The problem is LeBron, it would have to be a side-in trade, right? That would be... I think that would be the deal that would piss me off, though. 
Oh, you know what deal would piss them off? Clay for Reeves. <laughs> and Rui. <laughs> <laughs> that, would, that would piss them off. <laughs> oh, man. I, I The commission would step in and, and veto that trade to be like the Chris Paul scenario. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, that'd be good, though. Well, oh, man, Drew was on Vince Carter. Okay, let me give you some backstory here. Drew is obsessed oh, with Vince geez. Carter, a.k.a. another Warriors draft pick. Um, I we uh, Me and Drew played NBA 2K together, and we did like a joint uh, uh, franchise mode we can play online with each other you have to be present and every time we would make up a roster whatever team we took over we tried not to do the warriors because it was just like a cheat code during these times so we tried to do somebody else right every time this man be like hey we should pull vince carter and put him on our team I'm like dude i'm not putting this 45 year old man on my team i'm not gonna have an andre iguodala and i shit you not for like four years straight every time the new 2k came out we played we do like a franchise mode, this man, bring Vince Carter out of retirement and put him on our team every time. Get out of Jesus. here. <laughs> Who is it? They, the Warriors drafted Vince Carter, Vince Carter and traded him for Anton Jameson? Yep. On trade, on uh, draft night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anton was cool. He was a good player. Yeah. It's you just Vince about Carter. The time, yeah, Vince Carter had the dunks. Yeah, the more prolific career. Did he win? I don't know if Vince won one. I think he came close with Memphis. Who did Who won. did uh, Anton Jameson end up with after the Warriors? Lakers? Uh, no, Wizards. Lakers? Wizards. 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 Oh, Wizards. Was yeah. he on that Jordan team or something? Mm-hmm. He sure was. <laughs> I don't know if Vince Carter won one. Let me see. I, I have to check here. But... Uh... I know we're, we're pressure time here. You want to rip that bandit off and talk about that Jersey behind you and that prolific team. Yeah. Um, you know, the A's played some games. They're still not doing very good. It's kind of hard to, to get really excited to watch the game because as I'm watching it, you just think about all the nonsense that's going on with uh, the A's and Las Vegas. So we're going to spend a lot more time on that. Um, Glenn Kuyper has been officially fired by NBC Sports. Uh, Johnny Dosko and Vince Conternio have been filling in since the May 5th incident. The incident being, um, he, you know, Kuyper said some uh, racial slurs on air. And uh, apparently from a report today that this was somehow, somehow there's a report saying that this happened a time before. Um, So there's some type of incident before and NBC said, uh goodbye so um you know it's not um how do you it's just hard to be an ace fan right now you know there's just so much bad news so much bad stuff going around the team sucks um the owners suck our broadcasters suck (laughs) you know it's just hold on i'm gonna give you a i'm gonna give you a fun stat because well let's just say here the A's played against Arizona, went one and two, lost five to two, won the second game nine to eight in 12 innings, and then lost the last game five to three. But there was an interesting stat while they were playing against Arizona on the last game. Okay. Just to prove your point that we suck here. Tony Kemp, our beloved Tony Kemp. I don't know if this has changed in between the oh, Houston his series. Ofer. 
He is 0 for 41 in day games. Zero for 41. Sweet Tony. I love you, Tony. And I know you're not listening, but we did meet you. you know, a friend of the podcast here. Uh, but come on, man. He's a friend of the family. He's a friend. Yeah. <laughs> can eat for my, free my buddy Even said with that, his over my buddy said it's because he's hung over in the daytime because he has to be on this damn team <laughs> damn i mean it's you know i'm you know you're not trying to pour any salt in the wound or anything but you know they're just not a very good team and we you know john fisher ordered his people to rip this thing down to the studs and this is what it looks like and I, you know, so I, you know, when we criticize the team, I don't mean anything personal. That's why I don't even say any players' names really. Um, you know, you brought up the stat about Tony Kent, but you know, it, it's kind of hard to crush a team when they're all, you know, young guys trying to figure out their way. Seeing it, you know, there's so there's so much going on, and you know, it's kind of laughable to me now that the A's ripped this thing down. And are trying to get this deal done in Las Vegas, and it's just like their team. It's the deal is ripped to the studs. Like, yep, the gap, <laughs> pun intended, is just it's just getting wider and wider. Um, you know, I still what still worries me is Nevada's ability to get things done, not the A's John Fisher ability to get things done, the ability of Nevada. That's what freaks me out is that they would have no problem, you know, their politicians, it seems like, would have no problems, you know, taxing their people, creating a tax, doing what they need to do, mortgage education, who cares, um, to to get a baseball stadium. You know, that's what the state possibly wants. And I find that interesting because the governor of Nevada is so involved in all of this and we don't really hear anything from from our politicians where i would think california is really upset about all these businesses leaving california but then you're not going to fight for a billion dollar franchise to stay like like how is that acceptable and that though that's all the nonsense that feeds into the sf and state media of you don't you know san francisco media controls Oakland and wants to keep that down. Like they don't want to see a good competitive baseball team here, but it, it, a healthy A's, a healthy giants, a healthy Dodgers, healthy Padres is good for the state. <laughs> and it's, I'm just dumbfounded that Gavin Newsom doesn't say anything. Cause he's running for president. He can't do anything that might potentially tarnish that opportunity. So he's not going to say anything. He's going to stay quiet about it. Um, I was reading a report and, and I was a little confused by it in press for time, so I didn't get to read it all the way. But I guess there's the deals now being hung up because of the tax credits that the A's are looking to try and get with this new price tag that they're trying to get. They're trying to, there's like a 9% uh, tax that uh, teams would have to pay, and they're trying to get that waived. Um, I forget exactly what that 9% tax pertains to. But they would have to – they're asking the state in Las Vegas to give that up, to waive that fee. So um, He's worth $2 billion. Or well, is he? The, well, that's the thing. Like, you know, it's it's fantasy money. You know, we talked about this last time is does he have any 
he does it seems like he doesn't have a lot of liquidity he doesn't really have a lot of resources to pull from like immediately to secure this deal and that's why he's so hell-bent on getting government money is because he doesn't have cash that's he doesn't saying. have the money so let me get this straight we have a what was a two billion dollar owner who doesn't have the liquidated assets to be able to afford anything running a baseball team that he cannot make investments into and asking for the great citizens of Nevada and Las Vegas to pay for it. What red flags are not being thrown up? I don't understand. None of it makes sense. And we, we talked about this last time, but it's like, there's, you know, Casey Pratt was on uh, Damon Amanda Lara's podcast again today. And this is all stuff that we've, we've known about as fans for, you know, for a little while now. Uh, for you know, it's been coming out as daily as this thing is progressing with Las Vegas. Um, there's just huge gaps in funding, and you compare, you try to compare the two deals, apples to apples, what Oakland is offering and what Las Vegas is offering. Um, none of it makes sense. Yeah. And to and for MLB and Manfred and anybody supporting the A's going to Las Vegas, you really don't know the situation. You don't know what what Oakland is offering. Like, Oakland has raised federal money that if the A's stay or go, that federal grant money is like assigned to this infrastructure. That infrastructure is happening regardless. Yep. So if you're another business that wants to come in and develop at Howard Terminal, whether that's the 55-acre site that Fisher wanted to develop with the A's or a couple of acres here, a couple of acres there, it, it, cut it up, parcel it out. Other developers will be able to come in and start developing without the environmental impact report because it's already done. Like th That whole process that the A's you know, paid for is done. That all that's done. What was the the difference between the A's and Fisher was the eighty eight million dollars, which the city of Oakland was trying to work with them on. He's wait. Walking, are we? Are we? He's confirmed. walking away. But are we confirmed that he had the money to build the stadium? Let alone that, the eighty eight. So that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying is people are now reading some tea leaves of. He doesn't have the money to execute any deal. And now he's just trying to get a deal on paper so that he could sell the team. And that he's just trying to get it to a point where legally it's a deal. And then he can just flip the team without ever having to write a check because he doesn't have any money. So the only chance we have as, as Oakland fans of keeping the A's in Oakland is the inability of nevada for whatever reason not getting the deal done so that it just that door has shut oakland doesn't want to do business with you or if they do oakland can totally say yeah you could come the current ownership you could come back yep. and we'll, we'll work with you but you're not getting that 55 acre site we're only going to give you the ballpark site that's all we're giving you that's what we're talking about. Um, Would you argue that it, let's say, let's just say tomorrow we wake up and Joe Lacob is now the owner of the A's. Does he get that 55 acre spot back? He could. It all depends. It, it, 
if he would want to develop all 55 acres, he could, or he could scale it back to, you know, 20 acres and build a ballpark and have some, some development, you know, a hotel, a team shop, whatever, some bars, restaurants, things like that. Um, but that's the, that's the thing that's so baffling with walking away from Oakland is that it's 55 acres of residential real estate, commercial real estate, um, you know, the ballpark itself, um, retail, like the A's were trying to get the entire thing. And there, the argument, the public argument that Cavill was making was that the only way the A's can survive and compete with the big boys is if they got the 55 acres because they would need year round income. They would need that. Um, the a the city of Oakland agreed they were trying to hammer out the details of the A's being repaid for the on-site infrastructure that the city right. of Oakland was willing to work with them on on-site construction. All the grant money that we were we've been talking about, the money that's still guaranteed to have to, to come here, um, that's uh, federal grant money, you know. And the A's, uh, excuse me, the city was going to help with the on-site infrastructure, the actual ballpark, the city was going to reimburse them. So the total deal they would have gotten with the federal grant money, with the offsite and on-site construction, the A's would have got something. It's like $800 million in grant money and city money um, that would have been paid back to them through some type of tax credit through the city. So, so crazy. The A, you know, the city is trying to iron this out. Um, and Fisher's just been hammering his fist saying, no, 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 it's not enough. It's not enough where it's a, it's a 55 acre site, dude. This is, you're, you're saying no, and you're going to Vegas on nine acres. <clears throat> so you're not all of a sudden you're telling me nine acres in Las Vegas. And I know there's a lot of money in Las Vegas, but nine acres of Las Vegas is more valuable than 55 acres in Oakland on the water. Yeah. That makes on top no of that. Sense. You actually had a loyal fan base that would show up. Just think about it, dude. Like nine, uh, you can only build a stadium on nine acres. You're only building the stadium, yeah. right? On 55 acres, you were going to get the stadium and you were going to sell residential stuff. You're going to sell commercial buildings. You're going to have a hotel. Like, as that land continuously gets developed, it's going to be more and more wealthy. It's the cost of it is going to go up. You know, the equity in it is going to go up as soon as that ballpark is done. And there was like a um, community benefit center that would be able to host like, you know, uh, basketball games, concerts, things like that. There was going to be all this other infrastructure around it. Um, all of that would raise the value of the property. And you're saying, that fifth, the nine acre deal is better. You're getting more money from Oakland and the grants. Yep. You're getting more land and a instant profit margin just based on the real estate on what you can sell and way more ability to refinance these buildings. Cause all these, all these commercial companies refinance their loans and stuff like that. They, they live in debt. That's why when you listen to a stock trade, you know, or um, uh, a call and you hear, oh, this company doesn't have a lot of debt. They still have debt, 
but they don't have a lot of debt. They're able to pay their bills. So if, if the creditors all came calling, they can like pay it off and not be in trouble, you know? Right. They'd be able to like work with their creditors to refinance or restructure loans and this and that. Um, and you're saying you're going to have more movement on a nine acre site and the government's giving you less money. Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe well, we're all got, crazy. They've got 13 days to secure the funds. Then his whole, you know, uh, revenue sharing goes away. And this deal that he's having here, his money that he doesn't have, apparently, uh, whatever source he was going to get from revenue sharing is gone. So it should be interesting. Uh, Mike. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious too is what the players would say. Um, there's been former players that have come out, so Chapman and and um, uh, Canna and John uh, um, Blake and them, the pitcher. Um, anyways, they've all come out and said the same thing. That um, what could have been Tony Kemp came out and was like, you know, it breaks my heart not to hear the drums, you know. So there are, yeah. they can't come out and say like this is a you know, um, you know we don't like this. We're going to protest. I mean, this is their career. This is, you know, a lot of these guys are fighting to, to get a championship, to get a world series. Um, you know, so they can't come out and an active ace player can't really come out and say what they an, an honestly active say baseball player. Who's getting paid by the MLB. Cannot, right. Yeah. You know, um, that, all those his career would be o- that person's career would be over. Yeah. Absolutely. No team. Cause then, any future owner would be like, oh, he said this about the owner, so he's not on my team. You would officially blackball yourself at that point. So, um, But the yeah. countdown's real. 13 days. Um, we're just uh, almost two weeks out, or a little under two weeks out here. So I'm curious to see. I don't think this deal is going to get done. I think he's ultimately going to have to come back to Oakland with his tail between his legs and sell the team. Right. And be like, hey, look, this deal is the most – prepared deal to get done i'll just sell the team or whatever it has you continue negotiation with whoever you want to negotiate which is most and the mayor the mayor came out last week and said you know she came out on a you know bay area show and said like she would take the call if the a's if the a's called she would take it um because she she wants the a's here you know the government wants the a's here the citizens want the a's here um they've been a part of our community our culture um, they would be the only game in town, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I think even with John Fisher and in, in the hypothetical world, if they get the deal done with John Fisher, I think a lot of fans will come back because the stadium is there. Yeah. But I, I think the, the heat would would get his seat would get exponentially hotter if he was still the owner, had the stadium and still wasn't paying players. And like improving the roster. So I think the moment a shovel is in the ground um, and construction starts, um, he's going to sell the team. And he'll sell the team, whether it's in Las Vegas or Oakland. Um, as well, what puzzles me is whoever that gets the shovel in the ground quicker. He had it in Oakland. That's. I don't know, man. I, it's the twilight zone that we'll never understand. I don't know. I mean, and that's kind of like what Casey Pratt and Damon uh, Mandelara were, were talking about today was, is it possible that he's shifting to folk, uh, to Las Vegas because it's a cheaper stadium? Yeah. And that if he does need to write a check, you know, he, he might be able to get, 
you know, you would think you'd be able to get a loan. Something. But I, but now it's like, well, if you if you can't get the loan in Vegas, how come you can't get the loan in like Oakland? Like this guy has no money. So I really, I really believe that we. I've been saying this for years that this is a Frank McCourt situation, and he, John Fisher's been abusing the A's in Major League Baseball as his personal ATM. Yeah, where. I don't know one contract. They gave Chris Davis some money. You're telling me that took all your profits? Yeah, like, y- y- come on. I mean, Country Breakfast. That's you got Country Breakfast. You got uh, Davis. Those are your two biggest contracts. You were trying to give Marcus Simeon ten million for ten years at one million a year. Right. Like, where's the money? Where, what the, happened the, to the money last year? You know he took it. Yeah. You know. You know it. it's with it's with. It's with Cavill, it's with Fisher, you know, it's with Sandy Dean, it's with all the other people that are on the A's board, you know, and the minority owners. Like, that's who I want to know. Who are the minority owners? Yeah. You know, does John Fisher own 100% of the team? Like, I don't know that. I, I don't really, know. That's, a, that's really a question. Like, I don't know that. Who are the minority owners? I, well, I know Billy Bean is like a 1% guy or something right. like that. And even he's trying to get – I feel like there's also a breadcrumb there too. I feel like they are doing something illegal. And I think Billy wants out. This whole like, oh, I want to go run a professional soccer club in, in, in England. Um, I think there's something connecting dots with that. Yeah, it could be the Charlie Day of, of, of uh, Always Sunny, you know, and trying to connect all the dots, but – I, I think I, that there's something also, illegal going on with it. I wouldn't be surprised if something crazy is going on, but I feel like my my opinion of Billy Bean has changed. Like since you know, I don't really look at him as this genius. Like wow, like yeah, I mean, I I, I appreciate the competitive years. I complete uh, appreciate some of the players, um, but you know, he's part he's part of the problem now. Whether he's yep. a one percent problem. Or 50, you know, he's part of the problem now is that he's a minority owner that is not vocalizing anything. He's accepting it. He's going along with it. And at some point, you know, when you see business being misran, you know, sometimes you got to fall out of rank and line and, and say something. Yep. And and this isn't this is not how a baseball franchise, a MLB team should be ran. Mm-hmm. It's being ran directly into the ground. It's been you know, blood sucked of its resources and just any, any owner is going to come in even in the current stadium and it's going to market the seventies teams. It's going to market the late eighties, early nineties teams. It's going to, it's going to bring back the money ball teams. It's going to bring back all of that immediately. You're telling me Joe Lacob wouldn't come in and, like you know, we live in this fantasy world of, of if Joe Lacob could could buy the team, he's gonna tap into all of that. You know, I mean, you know, we love our jerseys. You know, we love the gold branding and the, and the World Series, the gold patch and the the gold patch of of being in Oakland uh, for all these years. Um, you know, we want to invest our money in that. Like people want that, and people want to come back to that brand and a new owner is going to invest in that. And it's like, it's so surprising to me that the A's complain about 
they can't sell this stadium. What I think you can because when it when the team is winning and we all we've all experienced it, we've all gone to multiple experience experiences of this is going to the games when they're competitive mm-hmm. and the and them averaging 25 30,000 a game. You know, yeah. we've been, we've been to those games where there's, you know, 25,000 people. We've been to the games where it's 40, 50,000 people. Um, we've been to those games personally, and most of you guys probably listening and watching have been to these games. Um, and never have you marketed the team well. Like, you never marketed the team when they were competitive. Like, you never tried to create a, a, an even more diehard fan base. And the only way you could have done if you keep a couple of players. Yeah. You know, you keep a couple of players just to just to keep some fans. Like, can you this argument would be totally different. They, didn't they have a press conference to say goodbye to Miguel Tejada? Like, we're not gonna insult him with an offer, so we're gonna have a press conference. Like, that's the first and only time I ever heard of that. You know, and then they just let him walk. Like if you if you look at the numbers, because we've done this before, I've talked about this all the time with you. Is Miguel Tejada? If he would combine his stats with the A's and with the Baltimore Orioles, Miguel Tejada would be like a top five all time leader in almost every offensive category. Yep. You know, so like, like my position of Billy Bean, who is a Hall of Fame player that Billy Bean drafted? like in his career, even if they were an a or traded them when they were a minor leaguer, like who's a player that Billy Bean drafted and turned into a hall of fame player. I can't think of one. I would say your best guess would probably be your bats, right? That's well, yeah, because the best pitchers he's ever drafted or what Hudson Mulder Zito I mean as far as career wins ERA playoff experience World Series but I mean like like I mean as far as drafting players right that's I would what say I'm saying your, your mats would probably be your best one and they're still playing oh your mats your mats your your Olsen and, and yeah and your I heard that's I probably it. I heard bats <laughs> no, no no yeah definitely your your mats would probably be it that's probably it but they they would have to do what they're doing right now for like five to eight more years. Yeah. I mean, but you got to think if Chapman wasn't going against Arenado, how many gold gloves would he have? Yeah. You know, um, Olsen has ridiculous amount of, well, there are, well, Arenado's in the NL. Right. But what I'm saying is that like, as far as like a top player, top baseball, third baseman, you know, Arenado kind of is the guy that's talked about over Chapman. I know that, you know, different leagues and whatnot. But what I mean is that like as a status quo, like when you think of the top third baseman in MLB, yeah, we're it's biased. Yeah, goes first. Exactly. Right. And he's playing like dog shit right now. In, in, uh... Well, he he hit three homers in a row in uh, three or three games with a homer, four games with a homer. So, no, the Cardinals are starting to heat up. Their offense is starting to heat up. Let's see if they can get a little more consistent, but they ain't done yeah, yet. So I think, I mean, Chapman is now leading again in war. When he was in Oakland, I think he led like, I don't know, war, I want to say maybe, I don't know, twice, uh, three times every single year he was playing between 17 and 21. So, well, he had that hip injury and that he just, it took that really. I think now he's finally, 
he's finally, you know, fully healthy from that injury. But even with that hip injury, his war on defensively, oh still yeah, still top notch. Yeah, yeah, so, he didn't he didn't drop as a defender. Yeah, you know, and now now you know Olsen's starting to figure it out. He's he's changed his swing mechanics. Instead of swinging upwards, he's swinging more to a plane and letting the bat head do the most of the work. So his numbers have gone up. Now Sean Murphy is playing as a top catcher in Atlanta. So oh he he's become the best catcher in baseball. Yeah, like and we knew that he would be defensively. Like he's he's he put it all together this year. Yeah. So I would say if those guys continue their career, that's probably. The and ones we haven't I can even talked of. about saying goodbye to Liam Hendricks. Like yeah. all of the like players who are still in the league right now. If you keep that team, you keep these teams together right now, you're probably still a, a 90 plus win team. Probably. <laughs> you know? Like yeah, Mania, 94, you 95. Mania, you let Manaya go. Um Bassett. That was the other one that Bassett, came out and talked about the A's. Uh, um, um, yeah, he came out and talked about it. Um all those guys, man. You, you keep those guys. You're probably a 90-win team last year. You're probably a 90-win this team. You're probably better than 90 because they're all having career offensive years right now. All three of those guys. You know? <laughs> I mean, I mean, even, even uh, Simeon, Mark Cam is having a great like, year. Simeon. Can you imagine, though? Let's say, let's say we keep Tony Kemp, you know, because we need to make yeah, sure that we... Chapman, Simeon, Kemp, Olsen, Murphy. <laughs> Let's say Ramon figures it out. And by the way, he had a great defensive play yesterday. Let's say Ramon figures it out. And let's say you do keep Ruiz, right? This kid that's a flash pan of, of speed, right? And uh, you add that in there with, with Canna playing left field. That's a, that's a scary team. I mean, you're what? Two pitchers away, maybe? I mean, Canna, Marte, Loriano. I'm saying. You know, I think right now, Lerniano, I think, you know, I, I'm wearing wearing his his laser shirt today. I think he's a really good player and he's really exciting. And I think he goes on stretches of being amazing, like an amazing hitter. He's just gonna hit everything. Um, I just you know, I just don't think he's gonna be the MVP guy. And but you had that filled with Chapman, Olsen, and now looks like Murphy, where I think you know, those are your three, four, five guys. And Loriano is your six, yeah. seven, eight, or your number two. Like he's just not your your three, four, five hitter. He kind of has to be, or you hope him to be that because he's one of your most experienced hitters and players right now. But the, on a on a team, that's not who he is. No, and and he's supposed to be your, you know, defensive player. Gets it done. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Vince has joined the podcast. What's nice. up, bud? Hey, um, uh, yeah, everything's don't worry, okay. We've, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> good, good. Don't worry. We've only been talking about the A's for like the last like 45 minutes. So okay, I figured. All right. So, um, yeah, uh, fuck uh, your boy, uh, John Fisher. If, if that's what <laughs> um, Okay. So, am I, am I all caught up? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, you came in a good time because, uh, because the next two segments, um, I think we're just going to give it to you, bud. You were supposed oh, really? to host today. So so yeah. number four and number five are all you, oh, my shit. friend. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, before we do that, I'm just going to uh, 
fill in my hot takes. Uh, it's awesome. Levi Stadium is getting the Super Bowl in 2026. I'm looking forward to actually being able to check out everything that's happening there. Check. Okay. Thursday night football flexing has uh, has been approved 24 to 8. Um, I hate that. Um, even with 28 days notice, I hate that. Check. We're done with that. Um, uh, NFL teams allowed to dress a third quarterback on game days without an active roster spot this season. I like that. Um, Don't worry. We already called out the 49ers affected. rule. Yeah, uh, it, it's, it's actually the Brock Purdy rule. Yeah. Whatever. You yeah, two Papa get the G hell out of here. already called it out. Papa right, G yeah. already called that out. Yeah, it's a Brock Purdy rule. All right, NBA, uh, Boston versus Miami. That one's done. Miami's going to win. Denver versus Lakers. I told, I, I, I said it, um, Denver was going to clap those Laker cheeks, and cheeks clapped. Cheeks Damn. clapped. Okay, so uh, Carmelo retiring. He's an all-time great. He probably should have retired maybe three or four years ago instead um but that's what i was saying in portland uh, e either way it's it's an amazing career uh congrats to uh he's he's on the nba 75th anniversary team for a reason um and you had to see him in person too that's another thing okay and uh let's see glenn kuyper officially fired um took you know two and a half weeks to get there but they finally got the final correct decision made so uh woo. Can, can i say something real quick look yeah. uh johnny doskow I know he yeah. was like what the the Stockton Ports. Uh, he was Stockton Ports for a while. He was doing Sacramento games uh, last year, I think. Man, I know that he's filling in, but man, is he rough on the on the telecast? There is so many times I am watching it, and he does not know the players' names. Yeah, well, I mean, and I don't know if that's just because I feel genuinely with him that I don't know some of the players' names, but. As an announcer, I feel like he should have a piece of paperwork that tells him who's playing. Right. Yeah. He should. Yeah. Get in a couple extra reps or something. It's um, it's rough. Yeah. Okay. Um. And I then, told you um, everything sucks right now. <laughs> okay. So I'm all caught up now. The listeners are caught up with me. Um. So we're gonna move on to number four. Is that right? At NHL, we got a Stanley Cup date. Uh, Vegas Golden away. Knights. You're the host. You yeah, were Vegas Golden host. Knights. Yeah, I'm clearly the host, right? Showing up late. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Vegas Golden Knights versus Dallas. Vegas is up two nil in that series. Carolina is uh, playing Florida, and Florida is up two nil in that series. Uh, Carolina and Florida are playing right now, and that could go three nil. And if if it hits three, if it hits three zero, it's it's a wrap. I mean, Florida it, it has gotten lucky in both of those games. Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, so Sometimes Carolina really has to Carolina has to really make something happen uh, yep. in order to get back into this. Um, the one thing that I really want to talk about, though, for NHL, and it's a feeling that we are feeling as current, former, whatever, A's fans, uh, Tempe voters rejected measures for a new arena, hotel, shopping center, restaurant, district. Uh, the Coyotes may be on the move in the near future. They're going to play this season at the Arizona State University rink mullet arena. Uh, so this will be the second year in a row that they're playing there. They did not, they, they couldn't, I guess, pay their rent or whatever on Gila monster arena, Gila river arena. Excuse me. I uh, called it the animal name. He couldn't pay the rent. Like that's why they, they were forced to play at Arizona state last year because they basically kicked him out and said, you haven't been paying in Glendale. So we're done with you. And does he uh, not so, have? Does he really not have the money though? No, I don't know. I, don't like, know. I, I I'm, I'm not really in tune with all the finer details of it. But they couldn't pay what something for, to the city of Glendale for using that arena. 
and they told the Coyotes to kick rocks. And so that's why they were playing at Arizona State, and that's why they're going to play at Arizona State again this year. And this is a major blow to the uh, Coyotes staying in Arizona. Uh, It makes the most sense geographically if they were going to relocate that they're probably going to end up in Houston. That's what a lot of people talking heads are saying. Houston's a massive media market. I think they're like number four in the country and they have an arena that can handle hockey and they they do have a little bit of history. Where they came from originally. Cause there's already a team in Winnipeg. Oh, that's right. The jets did come back. So they they wouldn't go back to Winnipeg if they were to relocate to camp to a Canadian team, it would be the Quebec Nordiques. They have an arena ready to go, but of course we're running into the problem where the media market isn't big. And so okay. that's that's basically the argument that Batman is trying to do. He's trying to he was trying to expand the game in North America, uh, which he has for better or worse. And Arizona is one of the worst instances. The better is uh, the, the Kings, um, the Sharks. Frankly, the Dallas Stars have done pretty well, especially, uh, you know, they won a cup in 99. And I mean, they're in the in the Western finals again. And as much as it pains me to say it, a lot of these teams in, in non-traditional hockey markets, have figured it out. Tampa Bay lightning. That's another one that non-traditional market, but they really ingratiated themselves into the market. And uh, they won that cup in 2004. That kind of helped. Yeah. Solidify I think it also them. helps with their competitive, like almost every year. Yeah, too. Exactly. And they've been like uber competitive the last few years, especially, and they got another cup out of it. So, um, so well, we the could, Coyotes just never, they just like, the fans just never rallied well, around them. They just never. That's, it's a little bit of that. It's it's, it's a little bit. They, they've, they uh, when they were playing good and in the playoffs, they've, you know, they, they've been able to turn out folks. But the problem is the Coyotes have just been shit for so long. Uh, has it been for like, is it? Know, I guess what I'm trying to get to is it is it like a John Fisher owner? Like, does he suck? He's, is he... he? I mean, every owner like the Coyotes have had several owners over the last few years, and they just they they all have had their uh, weak spots and been just not very good. They couldn't turn it around, and part of it is Phoenix is a, again a non traditional market for hockey to say the least. Um, you know, trying to play hockey in a desert is a little rough. Uh, Vegas has figured it out a little bit for now, but we're only six years into that experiment. Right. Um, and, and they're also, see what happens. I think there's something to be said about being an expansion. Yeah. Expansion versus a relocation. That's right. another excellent point. Uh, they relocated into Phoenix and it just has not taken hold. And, and we're, we're seeing they're, they're playing in a fucking college rink. It's, yeah, it, it is an embarrassment for the NHL. It's an embarrassment for Arizona. It's an embarrassment for Gary Bettman, who is basically mm. – he's the reason why they've stayed there well beyond what basically any other commissioner would allow at this point. I mean, the NHL even took control of the team. They were the owners of the Coyotes for about a year and a half, two years, a while is back. Is that when he uh, he filed for bankruptcy, right? That could be part of it. I don't remember. I think exactly. in 09, uh, Gary Bateman, I think he filed for bankruptcy and attempted to sell the team. I don't oh, know what happened I mean, or why he was able to keep it. Yeah, the commissioner, uh, right. Yeah, the yeah. league the league filed for bankruptcy, right? Or right, yeah. They, they had the they, they then reorganized and yeah. So that I was mean, like the whole like the contracts changed and right. Yeah. So 
so I mean, th- there's a whole lot going on there, but unfortunately, I think I think Phoenix is going to lose their team eventually, and it absolutely sucks for those fans. And I mean, I'm I'm not going to be one that makes the joke about oh, what fans because it's it's stupid. It, it it is a stupid joke, and I hate it. And I hate it when people say it to the A's fans. Oh, they don't have any fans. There are fans of the Coyotes in Arizona. Um, the, I mean, the problem is the prices and, you know, I mean, there's just a lot of stuff uh, in Phoenix. There's a lot of stuff, get, you know, uh, fighting for attention. And sometimes, you know, other sports take priority. Like the Suns being good really actually kind of hurts uh, Fe- hurts the Coyotes a little bit. So I just yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm seeing the writing on the wall and it absolutely sucks. And I feel for you if you're a Coyotes fan. In their early days, I mean they they had they had names. I mean they had Wayne Gretzky. I know he was on the very very yeah, he was very he was the coach. End. Oh no, no, he was coaching, and then he was like uh part part of the ownership group. Right, he wasn't even on the team though. But like, their top playing. player that they had was what Shane Doan. Shane Doan. He's basically yeah. spent his entire career there in the in the desert, and he was a good soldier for them for a long long time, and a very good player too. Yeah. Well, I still say I like Arizona's. Uh, jerseys i think they're pretty cool um, but, yeah i like that little purple with the with the with the coyote in the middle i think it's pretty yeah. sweet yeah uh, sucks that, to see that's that a that's fun design yeah. yeah i mean uh, even if they move to houston do they keep the coyotes moniker i don't know do they change it to another team name entirely houston more oilers <laughs> <laughs> i think the nfl might have a problem with that um <laughs> Uh, th- there there was like the minor league team the arrows a e r o s because you know the houston mm. you know nasa it could be something space related to that space themed of some kind it can't be the rockets because the rockets already exist as a basketball team but Come on, just I, make I mean, it the houston orbits I, I, you know i don't know man astros it, that could the, be it the as well. Houston Sputniks <laughs> that won't go over well no um honestly like I, I'm I, I really do feel for you Arizona the and telescope sucks you know th- this whole situation sucks for you and I apologize from my heart and from the callousness of my co-hosts hey we're just hey look shame look, no yes, one right. said that they can't shame. try to make a new name if their team goes to Houston they no, can still no. be fans they could no no i just i'm I, about i'm i'm just i i do feel real sad for them um I okay soccer <laughs> worst transition i feel bad ever. for earthquakes i feel bad um, for earthquakes i do feel too. honestly uh yeah earthquakes <laughs> they took the l down in la playing la football club 2-1 what happened here to get the game winning goal for lafc it was stoppage time there was a handball in the box by san jose it they they actually didn't call it initially. They went to VAR and then they did call it. It was the right call. Uh, I will say that. And the penalty was awarded. They convert on the penalty. Carlos Vela, uh, he scored it in like the 94th, 95th minute or whatever. Is the so, VAR system for MLS, is it on par or the same as it is for European leagues? Yeah, yeah it is. It's the same system. Um, okay. Which yeah, so, I would love that to be implemented into other sports leagues. I yeah. honestly would. Yeah, yeah, I would love to see that too. Um, like football, for sure. Yeah. So, so the Quakes have dropped two the the last two games, uh, both against the LA teams down in LA Galaxy and FC. They they they've lost five games this year. Three of them have come. Three of those losses have come in stoppage time in the second half. So, 
they are having trouble putting away teams. I thought we kind of fixed that because it had been a while because those first two games were not looking too good, man. But they they had been playing better, but now they're not. They're they're five wins, three draws, five losses. That's 18 points. That's a that's 500 soccer. That's you know you've won as often as you've lost. They're currently fifth in the Western Conference. If they were in the Eastern Conference, they'd be ninth. But um, can't worry about that. They're they're currently in the mix with basically every other team. Nobody's really out of it at this point. It's still, I mean, we're approaching 40% of the season. So, you know, we're, we're getting closer to like games actually like uh, being like super pressure filled and we're, we're, we're approaching the halfway mark. Uh, next game is going to be against FC Dallas at 7.30 PM in San Jose on the 27th. So, yeah. At the, uh, what what is there saying? What what did we say it was? The the PayPal Park. PP Park. Yeah, PP Park. <laughs> it's a beautiful stadium. It's right next it to is. the airport though. Um just a very so it does get a little loud. Um, very unfortunate. Yeah. No fireworks. No <laughs> fireworks. Can't do that. <laughs> you can watch you can. Like, you I know, mean, you can. You just yeah. you know. That that fireworks show will end real quick if you were to try. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't bring any bottle rockets. Sparklers that's, only. That's right. Okay. So uh, <laughs> anything else, guys, for the good of the um, order? San Diego. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. No, good call. I skipped right over that. So San Diego is going to be the 30th Major League Soccer team. Their inaugural season will be 2025. And your boy Manny Machado is in the ownership group. It will have a lot of time with this team because um, the Padres offense is broken. And so is Manny Machado's metacarpal. He's on the IL right now. (laughs) No, I heard that he's uh, part ownership. He's really invested into this. Um, It's weird that San Diego hasn't had an MLS team, yet LA has, what, three of them? Yeah, well, they they had, like, Chivas USA, and then that team went away. But, so, yeah, this is – they got two right now for sure. But weird that LA – well, I thought LA had three total, yeah? Galaxy – FC, thought there was one more. Anyways, oh. we're the San Diego's and have one, but um, it seems like Manny Machado's actually invested in the city of San Diego. So they're they're gonna uh, they're gonna play at Snapdragon Stadium, which is home of the San Diego State University Aztecs. Nice, um, nice place that I frequented for about a year. Um, is, is they're gonna they build an arena? Home. Are they no, gonna they, build it? They, they, the the field's already built. The football teams uh, like they they built hmm. it a couple years ago, and so. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's video of like college kids just getting hammered and just absolutely getting baked and uh, uh, just like obliterated by the second quarter because it's just so hot in San Diego. Yeah, I was gonna um, say I was like, um, which baked are we going with? Uh, no, like getting roasted uh, by the sun. <laughs> so like Santa Clara. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but you're not gonna have to worry about that in uh, February for a Super Bowl because it's not gonna be quite as hot. Hell, it might even get a little bit of rain, but we'll see. Oh, okay. In Levi's. I was like in Levi's. Santa San Diego doesn't have a football team. Why why oh. would you do that to the to the great citizens of San Diego and break their heart again? No, that's not my fault. That that's your fault for associating that. I, I totally made myself clear. I never trip over my words ever. I'm a perfectionist. God damn it. Well, maybe you should uh, <laughs> teach a thing or two to uh to Glenn Kuiper, you know? Glenn Kuiper, you fucked it up, buddy. You fucked it fucked it up man that's and it, it's his own doing i you know 
I'm I'm absolutely fine with the decision to fire him, and I totally get why. And frankly, it, it I I I don't know why it took two and a half weeks to come to that decision. You suspend him right away, obviously, and then you conduct an internal investigation, whatever that means. What do you have to conduct? You watch the tape for two and a half weeks, and then say, yeah, we should probably get rid of him. Or I don't know. I don't know why it took that long to come to that decision. Probably could have had it done within a week or so, but. I'm also wondering why you haven't announced U.S. Men's National Team's newest player. Just waiting for it. Waiting for it. Balogun <laughs> to U.S. Men's National Team. We're going to get some scoring uh, help out with uh, just, just God, that's help what we Pulisic. talked about. With Pulisic. Yeah, that's what we talked about. We needed a striker. I Absolutely. And I also think, too, that uh, he was not going to make any playing time for Team Nigeria or Team uh, uh, England either. He was, He may have made those rosters, no problem, but there's no way he would have got play time. At least right. with the U.S. men's national team, he gonna get played them. Also, too, if people don't understand the, the team Nigeria, that's a legit team. Like you should look up that roster. I, I know that you may have your thoughts because it's not France or England or you know Brazil, but team Nigeria is gonna be a problem when it comes yeah. to the World Cup. So mm-hmm. keep a, keep an Absolutely. eye out for them. So It'll I'm be excited. A lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Maybe Pulisic won't break his nutsack trying to score a goal this time. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Uh, he he left it all that. on the field. He left, oh, he it left all on the everything. Field. It's still there. He, he left a little extra on the field, man. It's still there. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of pubes got left behind. Oh, Poor guy. Man. Oh. Hey, man, I can't believe he tried to play it again. He was like, yeah, I'll do this. I'm like, power to you, man. Can't yeah. do that. Yeah. Amen. Okay. <laughs> so I think that takes care of us today, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, Anything else you wanted to let us know what's um, going on would, in your life? I, I would like to let everybody know that you should uh, subscribe. I said it right. Uh, on YouTube, <laughs> the SVT Sports Botsy. There's your Damn. perfection right there. There mm. it is. Um, follow us on Instagram at Twitter and Twitter at SVT Sports Pod. Slide into our DMs. We would love to interact with you. Lovely, lovely people. All right, well. That's right, Mike. I am very modest. Thank you. I just saw that in the chat. He's the most humble I'm guy we know. I'm hella modest. That's modest his middle is name. Fuck. Modest is his middle name. <laughs> Last name Mouse. <laughs> Pretty taken. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you everyone for joining us this wonderful Monday. You guys have a wonderful evening, and uh, I guess we'll 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 let you guys know what we're going to do our plans for next week but yeah keep we're a look out um, on twitter and and we'll, we'll keep you updated yeah for sure have a good night everyone all right Peace. good night everybody good night everybody Later.